0: Um, I want to talk about death and dating sites, neither of which I've got first-hand experience of, fortunately, and sheep. Death because my brother um, recently died, which was a huge shock which I can't pretend hasn't affected me. It seems to take my memory away at unexpected moments. We'd been a good brother-sister partnership for 70 years and a great farming partnership for over 50. Dating sites, uh, because I was lucky enough to find my ideal life and farming partner when I was 58 and passed it and no longer looking. And it made me think that had I ever joined a dating site, I would never have put in a box um, asking me for ideal qualities in a mate the words short, bald, Welsh, or cabinet maker. <laughs> but it did make me remember that um, no people know what they want, most especially those who think they do but all animals know what they want. and fortunately, what they want is what they need and what they need is what they want. So in theory, it makes a farmer's life easy. I can't say it's easy keeping sheep, but it is easy feeding them as long as you let them have freedom to choose. I'm passionate about giving all my animals freedom because they can self-medicate. And basically what ruminants need is grass and they are able to convert cellulose into something that humans can consume, whereas we can't eat grass. And a huge proportion of great cover grass and too steep to crops other than grass. But sometimes my passion for freedom backfires, fortunately only on me, not on them. And in winter, especially when the nutritional quality of grass is very poor, my sheep will seek blackberry leaves. And blackberries have uh, thorns and the sheep become impaled on the thorns. Not unlike the washing on the bushes that we're told about in uh, Dylan Thomas's Under Milk Wood, my sheep become impaled on the thorns. And so I have the task of um, snipping them free, which is always painful, often time consuming, and sometimes very difficult. But some farmers um, eradicate the blackberry bushes. Some trim their bushes so neatly that the sheep don't get any chance to nibble them, and they don't get much shelter or shade either. And some farmers keep their sheep inside, which, when I first heard this, alarmed me enormously. I tried keeping my sheep in just once when they were lambing when I was a real novice shepherdess, and they absolutely folded their arms and sat on their bottoms and refused to lamb until I let them out, so that taught me a lesson. But I am uh, ashamed to admit that for many, many years I thought sheep were inferior to cattle, and by implication shepherds were inferior to cattle keepers. I saw hundreds of sheep roaming around apparently aimlessly in fields and of course I didn't know any of them individually until one day we were given two orphan lambs to rear and I could immediately see their individual personalities. Uh, One writer whose name I can't remember at the moment who studied blue tits for many many years opening her cottage windows wide and allowing them to come in and out at will complained that people often criticized her for giving them human characteristics. But as she countered, these people don't realize that such characteristics are not just human. So I found myself very soon in a world full of sheep but more importantly, in a world where I could observe without the prejudices that had previously dogged me. This coincided with me taking on full responsibility for my mother's health. She was suffering from something which no doctor could identify and basically her pain either bored or baffled every single doctor she turned to for help. So it took many crises and three very close shaves with death before I had to embrace the fact that food is everything. If I could produce or source perfect food for her and for my animals, they could all have pretty happy lives. But food has such enormous power to make people ill as well as fortunately with the power to make them well if they find out what they need. But edible substances masquerading as food, which is another way of saying highly processed food, is causing ill health and people aren't even aware of it. Quite often, if you see something that looks nice, or even you try it and it tastes nice, that seems to me an appallingly bad reason for eating it. If something tastes horrible or you don't like it or you don't want to eat it, that's a very good reason. But the, temp- the tempting substances that are on offer can actually and are actually causing tremendous problems. If you're well, if you feel healthy, which is exactly the same as saying if you eat the correct food, you're going to enjoy life and you're going to treat your fellow creatures, everything, people and animals, properly. I would actually dare to say that every human problem has its roots in health, which is the same as food, domestic violence, depression, attention deficiency, poor sleep, absolutely everything for 40 years i looked after my mother and during that time i met many other people who've had allergies or intolerances or all sorts of things and sometimes they had had um, a diagnosis and had to struggle and so many of them didn't even consider thinking that their problem could be corn cool, times the food they weren't eat, weren't eating. keeping animals and bestowing endless love on them in the form of attention and anticipation of their needs. For years. and other than by hunting and he showed me many how they of hunting just what they needed to keep alive, hunting for survival and an acutely non-greedy attitude and a respect for their prey. So the answer to me simply has to be to treat all animals properly, give them the best possible life and the best possible death because We can't outthink our own history. This same book, The Meat Paradox, reminded me or taught me that our ancestors, living in trees mainly, mainly eating fruit, nuts, had at some point in history, no choice but to come down and scamper across the panes and scavenge and start eating meat climatic conditions had destroyed so many of the trees that there was simply no alternative. And the upshot of that was that human brains became bigger. In tandem with this, I learned something that had always mystified me, which is why human babies are born so useless, or at least so unable to have any independence, even hold up their own heads in most instances. And he explained to me that eating meat made our brains grow bigger. And one could easily argue that that's where the problem lies. If we didn't have these big brains and think ourselves so intelligent, we wouldn't perhaps have been able to invent all the non biodegradable things that are destroying the world so quickly. But either way, humans did eat meat, Babies' brains became bigger and they could no longer be born uh, successfully without killing the mother um, at what was probably an 18-month gestation period, at which point they would have been able to be somewhat independent, maybe hold up their heads, maybe even move on their own. So they started to be born more around um 9 months and were needing to be cosseted and looked after and carried everywhere for at least another 9 months before they had any independence these first two orphan lambs that we were given we called Audrey and Sybil they were complete opposites sybil fell in the swimming pool one day and audrey still a very young lamb herself scampered down the bank, leapt a stream and came up to the back door where she knew or at least hoped I would be and banged on the door with her little foot and screamed her head off until I opened the door and then she made me follow her by racing away rather like Lassie the dog and running back towards me and then racing away again enabling me to save her Stupid friend who'd fallen in the swimming pool, though I had to jump in freezing cold water to do so. 38 years later, another orphan lamb called Dandel. Screamed, blatantly. she was about 150 yards away, and it forced me to rush down to her side, but she was unable to show me. What was wrong. Her son I could see wasn't there and eventually I found him. It took me 10 minutes. He was wrapped up in wire netting and that could have been a fatal delay. I suppose she thought that as I was a meat-eating human with a big brain I would know why she was screaming, but I didn't. But I did find him in time. She did her best. Audrey did better. I wouldn't like to dare say, and I certainly couldn't prove that Audrey in 1985 had a better diet, but I wouldn't be surprised. The uh, green, so-called green revolution, which in fact was anything but green, when farmers started to use every single chemical and artificial fertiliser at their disposal to increase yields, which had the result of in the nutritional quality as they grew, so that today there's no doubt every apple you eat and every everything else has got far less nutritional value than it used to have. So the answer has to be to accept that we are that creature that started to eat meat It's unfortunate, and obviously I realize that anyone can individually decide to be a vegan, and I thoroughly approve, and I have many friends who do, but it's not an option for a large number of people. It's an individual choice. You have to be intelligent enough to find all the things you need to have a balanced diet, which is so much easier if you have meat in your diet. But as there are so many millions of people, and so many of them, with no um, access to food other than meat, we have to make sure that animals are kept properly, given a good life and a good death. Because food really is the same as health. And without health, none of us have anything.